dinner at 2.30. I ate around like 1.30. I know. I shouldn't be hungry, but I am. Oop. And I hope. I have ramen noodles. I eat ramen noodles way more than I should for a woman in my mid-20s. Same. But I do it a lot. Sometimes they just sound good. You know what? I'm going to say it. I just really like ramen noodles, okay? Me, me, I have to be in the mood, but yes. They, they're good. The you know sodium hurts my stomach, but I want it. You know what I've liked, like, been into recently for some reason? Hmm. SpaghettiOs. I've never liked SpaghettiOs. I didn't like them as a child as much, just because, like, I was that kid that was like, I'd rather have way more noodles. Yeah. <laughs> but now I love them. I really liked um, raviolis, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I never raviolis. liked spaghetti. I can't eat those anymore, though. I feel like those would gross me out. They're little raviolis. Yeah. You know what I really like? Toasted raviolis. Yes. Eat them every day of my life if I could. Yeah. I get those sometimes. Like, as, even belly, if it's though. an appetizer at a restaurant, I get those as an entree. Okay. I'm going to just tell you right now. Have you ever been in 54th Street and got the cheesy tater cakes? Yeah, you got them with me, remember? Oh, yeah, God. Those they are were so good. good. They every were time very I... good. Mm. My mouth is watering. I need. I know. I need to stop talking about food because I'm real hungry. Let's, me too. Let's talk. Okay. And not get off on 17 Ouch. tangents. I'll try not to. It was. Been, I was a big oh proponent of that too. Listen, we normally fly through these things, and we're like pretty good at not at staying on topic. But our last episode was really. <sighs> Did you just hear a dog bark? Or was yeah, that my head? There's a light on. Okay, it's just my neighbor. Okay. Anyway, I've been recording. Oh, okay, cool. So, <laughs> I like to just hit record randomly and see what I catch. Like ghosts? No, no I'm kidding. Like I our know, conversations I know, I know about spaghettios. Okay, are you ready to actually do our stories? I just told you I wasn't going to go off into tangent. And, and here we are. Did. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. I forgive you. <laughs> are you on drugs tonight? No. Did you do the cocaine? No. Okay. Something else? No, I'm just very hungry and tired. You just get talkative when you're hungry and tired? I think when I get super tired, I do get talkative. Okay. I can't, like, stop rambling about random things. I understand. Okay. Let's go then. Okay. So, I'm doing Amelia Dyer. Okay. I don't know that I've heard of her. She's kind of a... It was an 1800 one. Okay. She's a serial killer. So, she was born in 1829, and she is the youngest of five. She lives in a small village of... Pile Marsh, just east of. Okay, so this is in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's Bristol or, Ooh, or Bris- Bristol. Bris- I think it's Bristol. I think it's Bristol. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But yeah. Lauren said it was Bristol, so that's what it is. If she's don't wrong, people in the UK need no to email us immediately at hocuspocusbogus at outlook.com and tell us that Lauren is wrong. Okay. So, she is the daughter, was, she's dead now, because she was born in 1829. She was the daughter of a shoemaker, and um, their names were Samuel and Sarah Hobley. Oh my god, there's shoemakers and their names I was are Hobley. literally is just that connecting just that. Yeah, that's I was connecting that in my head. I'm a horrible person. So, she had a pretty privileged childhood, okay. but it was ruined because... Her mother's mental illness um, caused by typhus. Okay. It's probably, it's like a disease or something. Like an illness. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the disease, her, her the mental illness was caused by the disease. Okay. So her, Amelia um, had to witness her mom go through like these violent fits and she was obliged to take care of her until she died in 1848. Okay. So she spent a lot of her childhood and... Right, caring for yeah. mom. Researchers later say that um, they 
this had a huge effect on Amelia because she was made to right. care for her mom. But it also taught her about the signs exhibited by those who appear to have lost their mind through illness. Okay. So her father died in 1859, which was like, what, 12 years later? 11, 12 years later? And in 1861, at 24, Amelia became estranged with her brother and moved into lodgings in Trinity Street. And that's where she met and married George Thomas. So, good old George was 59. And she was 24. Blech. Right? So, they both lied about their ages on their marriage certificate by... Like, subtracting 11 years from George's age and adding six to Amelia's. So, after she married George, she um, trained as a nurse. And that was a kind of, like, really grueling job in the Victorian era. Mm -hmm. But it was still a pretty respectable occupation, especially for women. And it enabled her to acquire some pretty useful skills as a wife (laughs) and as, like, in her career. Yeah. So, um, she met a midwife. Her name was Ellen Dane. And she, Ellen Dane. That's so funny. Like, Ellen D. Ellen Dane. Who's I'm a midwife. Ellen As in labor D? and delivery. Ellen D. Oh, well, I mean, her name is Ellen, but I see I know. what you're saying. I know. saying it's like <laughs> Ellen Dane. I'm weird. So, met a midwife. Oh, yeah. So, she met a midwife named Ellen Dane, and she taught her that an easier way to earn a living instead of, like, being a nurse was to um, use her own home to provide lodgings for young women. No, thanks. Right. Um, So young women who conceived illegitimately and then by farming off their babies for adoption. Farming off. And so I wrote in my next point says, what's baby farming, you ask? (laughs) I do ask. (laughs) So it's someone who, for a fee would look after children until a home could be found for them. So it was pretty much an adoption agency, but just one person instead of, like, an agency. Or, like, a foster home. And just, like, temporary because, like... Yeah. They were looking for someone who would adopt the baby out. But, um, because unmarried... It's a baby farm. A baby farm. That sounds so great, but also not. It sounds horrible. I mean, if you think of it in the sense of like, oh, let's go and pick out a baby because we can't have one and we want one. Yeah. Here's a little baby farm. Yeah. And you could just like go to this woman's house and be like, that's the baby we want. It's like picking out a pumpkin. I know. Like, that's the one we want. Baby farm. It's, it's like a nice, puppy. It's puppies nice on the and farm. round. Oh, you're talking about puppies and I'm talking about pumpkins. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, yeah. You could I'm grow like, that one has out. a nice stem. <laughs> 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 Okay. So, um, unmarried women at the time, they would struggle to gain an income, especially ones that had children. Right. Can't work. Right. Having a baby. In 1834, there was a Poor Law Amendment Act, which removed any financial obligation from the fathers of illegitimate children. So, this led, this is what caused baby farming. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is, it caused baby farming because mothers had to leave their unwanted babies to be looked after. Yeah. Because they couldn't, they had no income. They couldn't work and just, like, leave their kid behind. Oh, my word. So they had to literally farm their children off. And this left, like, a really difficult situation for parents. So they were, you know, often exploited for financial gain by these people who were like, we'll take your babies. And so the parents 
if the parents were well off, they were simply like, just take the child, like keep the, let's, we want to keep the birth a secret. We want to get rid of the child type of a thing. Get off your phone. I was just reading the tea. Give me attention. You can read the tea afterwards. Give me your love and affection, please. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, if the parents were well off, they were just like, we want to keep the birth a secret. So mm-hmm. like they would pay higher amounts of money. So the birth would be kept secret. And they're like, it was my baby. Surprise. I popped it out without anyone knowing. Right. So Amelia was pretty keen to make some money from baby farming. And alongside taking in expectant mothers, she would advertise to nurse and adopt babies in return for a substantial one-off payment and adequate clothing for the child. So she would literally put out advertisements and then Saying, I have babies. Well, Come like buy them. putting out advertisements to say, like, I will take your babies. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And then she would meet with clients and she'd be like, No, 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 I'm respectable. I'm married and I can provide Is it a bad safe that I loving kind of, home. Like, respect this woman for running a really fun business. Yeah, because you're gonna hate her in a minute. Okay. So but she would be like, I can provide safe and a loving home for your child be- while we're in this process of trying to find them a family. And so people would pay her give her money and then they she would take the kid right and then she um through starvation and neglect would kill them the babies yeah mm-hmm. so she would often give them this um opium lace syrup it's called mother's friend and it was pretty much but why because she wanted their money but why not just find them? Why not double your money and just find them another home and have those people pay for the baby? Yeah, well, at some point, she stopped allowing them to die from starvation, and she just murdered them right away and put pocket all the like, money. like, ah, this takes too long. Yeah. So, literally. Like, that's what she... She was a baby Babies. killer. That's what... Yeah. She's a horrible person. She would be like, I'll take care of your baby. Don't worry. They're going to be loved. They're going to be safe. That's so They're going to find a great home. And then she would take the money, and she would kill the baby. That's so awful. Why not just give it away? So, like, she literally had the potential to just double her money instead of being a serial killer of babies. Double her money how? By, like, oh, through the adoptions. Yeah, like, as in, like, not only just pay me to take your babies, but, like, you pay for the baby. Yeah, for sure. Someone, you want a baby? I got a baby for you. Idiot. You want me to take your baby? I'll, I'll take your baby if you give me the money. Yeah. And then, like, turn around and be like, oh, this family, he can't have kids. You want a baby? I'll give you a baby for the price. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if it was kind of. I think it took I wonder too if long. That, well, not only that, but it may have been, like, in the time when people weren't like, let's have a baby to express our love. It was literally just like, we had a baby because none of us have birth control. Oh, you know what I'm maybe, saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know if it was really a big thing to adopt back then. Yeah, I don't know. I really Unless don't. you had to. Right. You know but in the meantime, so throughout the entire time that she worked as a nurse, a midwife, a baby farmer, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. she had like mental breakdowns and suicidal thoughts and she spent multiple stints in asylums. Right? Solid. Right. So many people thought she was faking her mental illnesses because she would suffer mental breakdowns like when people were starting to become suspicious of her. Okay. And of suspicious of the no. number of children that died in her care. So she would be like, oh, no, no, I'm having a mental breakdown. And then they would drop it because she was right. having a mental breakdown. But if you remember, it says that she rem- she knew exactly how what she was doing. Are, yeah. yeah, because she watched her mom go through it. So she, like, took notes. I just stabbed myself very hard in the eye. 
anyway. Um, so she did make one serious suicide attempt where she consumed two bottles of laudanum. It was a combination of morphine and codeine. Oh, yeah. That'll put you out. And apparently it was like an extremely bitter, nasty taste. But she was unsuccessful because she had years and years of extreme alcohol consumption and opium use. And so she built up a tolerance. So she like couldn't even kill herself. So would you like to add to that? I just said, wow. Oh, I thought you said, um. No, I said, wow. As in, like, you had that much and you were, like, such a top, wow. Right. That's a lot. So, for a while, she eluded police with these deaths, Mm -hmm. but she was caught in 1879 because a doctor was suspicious about the number of child deaths he had been called to certify in her care. Mm. So, you know, instead of being convicted for murder or manslaughter, she was sentenced to six months hard labor for neglect. That's it. Yeah, and they said that in prison, the task for hard labor consisted of them working in the prison workshop, the prison farm, or simply moving rocks from one pile to an, and creating you, a new pile. I could see that, that that's hard labor. Like, if you were farm, like, literal farming. Yeah, and, like, it is a lot of work. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, she's been murdering many, right. many babies, babies. And you're just going to, like, move this rock pile? No. For six months. Mm-hmm. So, after she gets out of prison, she returns to the baby farming. But... She learned from her past Naturally. mistake, and instead of calling physicians to, she like... She buried him, right? Yeah, she just disposes of the bodies herself. I was just wondering, like, why she didn't do that. Well, yeah, I guess she wanted to say, like, for the moms, if they asked, yeah, like, oh, no, I have a death certificate. Or, like, yeah. she... They died. But, like, when people were becoming suspicious, she was like, you know what? I'm going to just get rid of the bodies. Mm-hmm. So, not only that, but she would relocate all the time, and she used different aliases, so hmm. it wasn't her. But it was. But it wasn't. Right. So, eventually, there was an infant's body recovered from the Thames. Is that how you say it? T-H-A-M-E-S. Thames? Sure. Thames. Thames. I feel like that's correct, but if you're from England or the UK or just, you know, email us. Tell me I'm wrong. Because I probably am. (laughs) But the body was traced back to a Mrs. Thomas, which is one of her aliases. Okay. So, the police couldn't link her to the crime because it wasn't her name on it Mm -hmm. so they set up a trap to catch her so they um using a young woman as a decoy they hid her or they had her place an ad for a baby needing a good home Mm -hmm. in a newspaper and dyer responded and set up a meeting with the woman and when she arrived at the meeting the police ambushed her and then after they ambushed her they raided her home and they were overcome with the stench of human remains. Mm. They found dressmaker's tape. Oh, my God. I missed something. Okay. Whenever they recovered the body from the river, the Thames is a river, mm-hmm. there was white tape around the neck. Ooh. Okay. So, whenever they searched her home, the, there was dressma- dressmaker's tape mm-hmm. like the one around the baby's neck. Gotcha. And there were telegrams about adoption arrangements, there were advertisements, and there were letters from mothers asking about their children, mm. as well as things packed away as if she was about to move again. Gotcha. So they arrested her. And the time after she was arrested, there were six more babies recovered from the river, and each of them had white edging tape around their necks mm-hmm. as this... And um, she admitted that she liked to watch them with the tape around their neck as they gasped for air. 
Oh my god, stop. So like you couldn't just babies. Right. It's very very sad. And then she was later quoted saying um, about the white tape that that's how you could tell that it was one of my babies. Like the the tape around the neck. Oh that's gosh. how you could tell it was one of the babies that I killed. So it's very you know. But so she would either wrap them in cloth and bury them or she would tie them to rocks and throw them in the river. She was tried in March of 1896, and she tried to plead insanity. And she was like, no, no, look at all the stays I had in asylums. Like, I really had mental problems. And you know what? Guess what? The jury said, you faked it. Good. Good for them. Yep. And it took them less than five minutes to convict her. Good. And she only pled guilty to one murder, Mm -hmm. but estimated based on like timeline and the amount of years that she was active they think she killed between 200 and 400 children (gasps) oh my goodness yeah and then it's like babies not like i mean not that children makes it better but like it's like a little harm literally don't do anything but sleep and eat yeah like they can't defend themselves and they would never do anything to you to make you like angry like i want to kill this child you know what i mean well maybe stop not stop crying but but still generally as a newborn they're not like that no and anyway it's still so on wednesday june 10th 1896 she was hanged Mm -hmm. and in the aftermath of her execution adoption laws became stricter so they didn't do baby farming anymore it wasn't allowed gotcha so but i have a fun fact about this one so, because the murders that she committed occurred during the same time period as Jack the Ripper, some people believe that they're actually the same person and that the Ripper's victims were just botched abortions committed by Dyer. And, but there's the not... The Ripper's victims were botched abortions Yeah, because it was all, Dyer. like, um, prostitutes. Okay. So, they think... Is Jack... It, okay, I actually don't know the full story about Jack the Ripper. Oh, okay, I'll do it. It's a good one. But is it... Was it women dying from botched abortions? Well, they're just women dying. Okay. They were stabbed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a pretty good one. I'll do I'll do it. Mm, I'll do it next week. Okay. So. Well, not next week, but but next yeah. week. <laughs> so you know, there's not much evidence to back that up, but that's but what still, they. Still, if that were the case. Yeah. Mm. That's what they say. So I did my story on a very well-known story oh my god a well-known story yeah you did your story on a well-known story i did and what's the story annabelle (gasps) oh i'm so scared okay tell me everything (laughs) okay it's like it's like a decently like short but to the point like okay mine was kind of shortened to the point too but this is chilling okay tell me everything so annabelle was a haunted doll that was actually given as a gift by a mother to her daughter donna who was a nursing student. Um, and Annabelle, so in both the Both of our stories, pause, both of our stories had nurses in them. Continue. Oh, true. So Annabelle was actually not, like, if you've seen the movie, it wasn't depicted depicted the doll wrong. It's actually a Raggedy Ann doll. Which is creepy. Which is very me. creepy because, like, growing up, I really liked Raggedy Ann and Mom um, loved Raggedy Ann as well and she gave me hers. Side note, she's not haunted, I promise. And she's also a lot smaller than the than this one. This one's like a really big doll. You can get. I actually looked into them. You can get multiple size. Like yeah, I'm sure you can. Creepy. Um. Anyway. Uh. Donna brought the doll home to live with her and her roommate Angie, and um, they kind of placed the doll just like 
kind of set her down. She kind of became a piece of decor because, I mean, what is a nursing student going to do with a doll? So she's, they kind of just forgot about her. But literally just a couple days later, they noticed her moving and changing positions. No. But not just, like, moving, but, like, in other rooms. Ew. Like she's getting up and walking. Yeah, they would find her in other rooms, and Donna even found her in her room on her bed with the door shut. No, absolutely not. I would be so mad. I would blame my roommate. Yeah, I would think that it was first her playing a prank on me or something. Like, Angie, knock it off. I'm going to cut your hair off. So... (laughs) So, um, she would even be in strange positions, like having her legs crossed or like hands placed together or like even standing on her two feet. How? I don't know because first off, Raggedy Ann's feet are not normal. They're like little round stumps. Round stumps. (laughs) Listen, Stumpy. (laughs) So Donna actually started like noticing handwritten messages from what she assumes is a doll. That said, help me or help Lou, which was one of her and her roommate's friends. Like, Lou was her, yeah. And they were written on parchment paper, which Donna said, like, they had no parchment paper in their apartment. Ew, where was it getting it? I don't know. (laughs) So, Lou reportedly always hated the doll and tried to convince the girls to get rid of her. Can you blame him? Yeah. Let me just keep this doll that I've already found in seven different positions and stands on her little stumpy legs. Mm Mm-mm. As soon as she stood up on one stumpy leg, she's gone. <laughs> Chop those we don't stump around here. <laughs> well, one day when the doll had moved to Donna's room, she had what looked like blood on her hands and her chest. And that's like when the girls actually decided to get some help to see what was going on. Which, the second that doll moved, I would have been like, oh, no. no, burn it to the ground. Burn it to the ground. The whole apartment building has to go. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> so, apparently before. They got some help, um, and apparently before the the apartment complex that they lived in was built, there was a family who lived there, like, in a small house on that land with a little girl named Annabelle Higgins. Mm, Okay. So this is where the doll gets her name. The the doll's, obviously, was named Raggedy Ann. So eventually, Annabelle was strangely found dead in a field with, like, no explanation as to why. She was, like, seven years old, I believe. Um. And the help that they had hired had told them that, like, this was the spirit of Annabelle and she just wanted to stay and be loved. So they're like, okay, cool. Oh, so was it, they hired, like, a medium? Yeah. Okay. So they agreed and they weren't, like, fully fearful of the doll anymore. Because like, they think okay, it's a little we'll girl. Just keep her. Yeah. Which I know, mom had a friend that um, lived in one of the lofts in Seulard and apparently it was an old schoolhouse, like, multiple stories. Mm-hmm. And she said that, like, wh- there is a little girl ghost that goes around and she said, she lives on a couple of floors, and she doesn't, like, do anything harmful or mean. She said sometimes she came home and, like, her pillows were on the floor or something like that. But, like, most of the time. No. It was just, I know, I was like, I don't know. That you know, that I've anymore. heard this said, and I don't, obviously know how true it is. But I hear that people say um, ghosts, children, mm-hmm. are not actually ghosts at all, but they're demons. And the reason that they come across as ghosts is because they want you to believe that they are. Innocent innocent and you can trust them and you should get close to them because it you know they pull on your heartstrings you want to take care of them but i also like i believe in ghosts and demons and them being different things i do too but i also believe that demons can take the shape of anything they want to take the shape of again foreshadowing but no (laughs) i'm so good at this but like i do believe there can be like children ghosts oh no me too but they just say that's not Mm -hmm. it's not always right a ghost child it's sometimes a demonic thing Dun, dun, dun. 
Um, so one night Lou stayed over with them and reported waking up to the feeling of being choked and unable to move. And he looked up and the doll was standing at the end of the bed. He said <laughs> like he knew it wasn't sleep paralysis. Like he knows that that was because like this doll, etc. And he also reported having scratches on his chest the next day that like cleared up in a day or two with no trace. They were ever there. Mm. Weird. And once they realized this was clearly not just a little girl and it was much more scary, they decided to call in, like, help to a priest. Yeah, they were like, like, okay, this medium don't know what she's talking about. (laughs) He was like, yo, this is too much for me. Let me call my other friend priest. And then this priest was like, yo, this is too much for me. I'm going to call the Warrens. The Warrens. That's where they The one and only. You know. Um, So when they came in to help, they said that this – I wanted to see what it sounded like if I licked my screen. <laughs> such a weirdo. Okay, I'm so sorry. Go um, so it, they said that this was actually a demonic presence using the little girl as a cover story. Okay, see, so I'm so smart. Get, so it could get close enough to a human host that it would be able to possess someone. It used the doll to start an interaction, and the Warrens said that if they hadn't called for help, when they did, that it may have come very close to harming someone or possessing someone in, like, the next couple of weeks. Ew. Mm. And, um, I'm burning every doll I ever come in contact with from now right? here on out. And you know what's funny? I think I have a Raggedy Ann doll. But it doesn't look, like, the face looks like it, but like I said, it's much smaller. And she has, like, a cute little blue dress on. Well, I was going to say, the Raggedy Ann doll is very, very old. I've seen pictures. Yeah, mine's not that old. Okay. Mine's, like, a newer, like, my version. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll allow it. <laughs> Uh, so they, that doll was used as like, not only was it a cover story trying to get close to them, but the doll was also used to start those interactions so that, Mm. you know, it could start having somewhat of a connection to this person. They had Father Cook bless the apartment and the Warrens took the doll with them Mm -hmm. and they reportedly had car trouble like the whole way home. The power steering went out. And the brakes went out. I've heard that. It said almost every corner that they, like, came across, I tried. And um, as soon as they poured holy water over the doll and, like, prayed, they had no problems. Yeah, I've heard that, actually. Did you? Because, you know, the Warrens both have – well, the um, Ed Warren has been gone for a while now, but Lorraine just Mm -hmm. recently passed. Yeah. And apparently there's rumors – I don't know how true it is – that they're going to sell the stuff in their home because they Well, it's in a museum, technically. The museum is in their home, though. Yeah. But it's not a museum. Like, I don't think they allowed people to come look through it. I'm not – I actually – don't quote me on that. I don't know how true that is. But there were rumors that people were going to come buy stuff. And I've seen a lot of people comment, like, really sucks to be the person who has to drive with Annabelle because that was probably uh, apparently very common that she would try to kill people in their cars when they yeah. were driving with her. Well, and actually, um, the – reason why she ends like we we know but and in the end of the movie she they put her in a glass case Mm -hmm. um they used to have her out at the house but after it changing positions on them and even levitating they'd after it levitated they decided to put it in a glass case it was also after apparently a priest i forget who came and basically, like, was holding Annabelle and was like, you can't harm anyone. You're just doll Annabelle and kind of threw her down. Mm-hmm. And he almost had a fatal car accident after I, that. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Didn't, so, he, didn't Annabelle also try to, like, now this could just be the movie or it could just be me making it up in my head, but, um, like, try to grow an attachment to their daughter? 
That wasn't a, a thing because she didn't – she wasn't a part of a family – oh, you're talking about the Warrens. Mm-hmm. I didn't read anything about that. Okay. I could, I could totally be making that up I thought up you were saying like the, like the lady in the movie, you know how she had a baby. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. no. I know. Uh, no. I don't know if it tried to do that or not. Okay. But um, this is what I read about them. And so then they put it in the, the glass case and um, it has a sign on it that says, Morning – positively do not open Mm -hmm. which i'm kind of confused how that would like contain a demon yeah i think it has uh, holy water around it and stuff it's been prayed over and yeah it doesn't i think a priest comes to like bless this entire room that they have once a month or or once a week even um that ain't no joke it says there's visit yeah visitors that come to this museum okay i couldn't i didn't i couldn't remember if they had people it's closed doing to due to zoning regulations and we are seeking a new location for the museum. Because it's in their home. Yeah. I bet you they're looking to try to find, like, an actual. I don't know. I wouldn't, like, I like creepy stuff. I don't think I want to see the stuff in that ho- museum. Uh, no, because now I'm reading something that says, see the shadow doll that can come to you in your dreams. No. And I stop d- your heart. I don't. No, thank you. I don't want to see her ever. Or him. Mm-mm. That's a no for me. That's a hard no for me. No. What would be cool is to have, like, conversations with her, but obviously she's not alive anymore. Is Samson breathing? Sam's. He's alive. Oh, my God. I love how you just asked that instead of touching him. I couldn't. I was scared. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, my God. Lauren, I think I'm going to cry. I really thought he was dead. He is the love of my life. But anyway, back to our, our, our podcast. So, that's my story. That's your story. Mm-hmm. Annabelle's in a glass box forevermore. Someone should burn her, but yeah. Okay, here's a real question. When you burn something that's possessed, does that release the demon? I don't know. I feel like if it doesn't have... I mean, does it just like, go does it the become, next thing? Yeah, like does it or become does attached it just, to something yeah. else? Because you're just burning the physical object. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like... Unless it was already trying to tie to something else that, like, maybe it would help. I don't know. Because I don't think demons just get burnt and go away. Like. Right. When they're exercised, like, they don't go away. They don't just disappear from existence. Like, they're just cast out. Yeah. That's so weird to think, like, oh, it's almost like a video game. Like, literally, okay, you're exercised now. Go back to hell. And then they'll go back. Yeah, they're just going to be like, okay, it, I gotta get back to you that sent level me, again. it's like, sorry, like, you sent me home, yes. now I have to come back out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, does it, I don't know how that yeah, works. do you think that happens? Do you think those demons just don't exist anymore? No, because do I think don't think they, like... well, because demons are fallen angels. They, they came down with Lucifer, so I don't think they're just, like, gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Hmm. You know what's also really weird? I'm going to tell you about my weird head. So, you know demons are fallen angels in my head i imagine whenever lucifer left and he took the bad angels with him that it was like 10 angels that went with him mm-hmm. but it's like millions mm-hmm. because think of legion like, what does legion mean i am mm-hmm. more than one many and like yeah the books could be wrong too but like there aren't there books of like just like this is this demon and like oh i don't know yada yada i try not to dwell on demons because yeah they're not my problem and I don't want to know that much. I really don't. I I uh, like to, I like to stay ignorant mm-hmm. when it comes to. And maybe that sounds bad because like knowledge is power, no, not but so is ignorance. Though. Yeah. So ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss. Knowledge is power, and I'm in between. I want to know, but I'm scared to. Mm-hmm. 
So I don't think we need to. No, I don't think so either. I also think the problem is there's a lot we will never understand. Right. Our, our human brains just, just can't. And in, in the our own brains like don't can't handle not having a reason, so we make yeah, stuff up. We do. That's probably ninety eight percent of the problem with religion is. You know, because I don't believe now, and I'm a, I'm a Christian, I grew up, I grew up Pentecostal, which you know, but I still don't believe that there's any one single person who has it all right. No. I think that, you know, everybody reads the Bible or whatever, or whatever their religion is, whatever belief they have, they, they either read the Bible or the Quran or or they don't read anything they just, you know, but I just believe that we all, um, through our own interpretation. Right. Maybe one you interpreted one thing right, but realistically, there's no way you interpreted everything. Yeah, there's no way. So, this is my personal belief. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. But um, enough of that serious stuff. I got a joke for you. (laughs) Okay. Where do baby ghosts go during the day? The baby farm. (laughs) No, you psychopath. (laughs) Today scare. (laughs) Today scare. That's so cute. Oh, baby ghosts. Do you think baby ghosts, like a mama a mama ghost and daddy ghost, loved each other very much? <laughs> or do you think they... And they gave him a special yeah. hug. Right. Or do you think that it's like dead dead babies? Ba- taking it came from the baby farm. Taking it back down. We went up to the day scare and we're taking it back down. I'm going to say it's a ghost family that they meet. A mama ghost and a daddy yes. ghost loved each other very much. Yeah. They had a special hug? A baby ghost. I like that too. A ghost? Mm -hmm. I like that idea too. Oh, Samson. You good, bro? Don't worry, he's alive. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of scared he's dead, but it's fine. Courtney scared herself. I literally thought he wasn't breathing. He didn't look like it. He really didn't. Like, and I I am very dramatic. All you gotta do is poke him and say, hey, wake up. But I was too scared to poke him. Because I yeah, thought he the, was dead. But the more time you spend staring at him not breathing, you're going to be like. Uh, really oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, follow us on Instagram at Hocus Pocus Bogus, on Twitter and Facebook at HPB Podcast. And give us. Oh, my gosh. I didn't say this our last episode. Give us a like and a review on iTunes. I feel like maybe you didn't. I don't know. I didn't, but it's okay. Give us a like and a review on iTunes. We love to see it. It boosts our self-confidence. And also, we just love you guys, and we want to see all your reviews and likes. Yeah. And send us an email at hocuspocusbogus at outlook.com. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear your personal stories, like really bad. Like really bad. Like every time I get a personal story, I have had two so far, and they make me so excited. Like I literally. I love ghost stories. Me too. And it's. I think the real ones are way scarier. Yeah. Because they're, it's not like a hotel. It's like someone's house. Right. And it's not like, so, oh, we hear disembodied voices and we see apparitions and things move It's like here. something it's was like, standing okay, on my. this is exactly yeah. what happened to me. Also, um, if you're going to send a very, very scary one, I want you to preface it by saying, make Lauren read this one. Because <laughs> sometimes I won't sleep if I read too scary of one. Make Lauren read this. <laughs> okay. That's all we have this week, folks. Oh, this week while this episode releases, I'm in the Bahamas. And I'll be in a wedding. Bahamas, mamas. <laughs> and then I'll be marriage. 25. Oh, you will be on, what is it, Wednesday? I hate you. Wednesday, you'll be 25. And it's while you're. Not Wednesday. Is it Thursday? No! Is it Tuesday? 
What? It's Tuesday, not this week, but the next week. Okay, because our birthdays are... Same day. The same day, but... I'm disappointed. I hate my birthday this year. It was very sad. So, I tried... I blocked it out. Also, Sunday, do you want to... Come over for family dinner? Yeah. It depends. We might go to okay. my cousins. Let's just say bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.